Cool. On the Jacob Beer Show today, I am happy to have Chris Bashuinzum. How are you doing today? Doing good, Jacob. I just want to confirm, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Nice. So first off, how's your week going? Uh, you know, it's been a bit of a tough week. Uh, we lost one of our fellow astronauts, um, Glenda Free, sadly, um, last week. So it's sort of, you know, it's been a hard week, but, um, you know, life goes on, as they say. So I'll be keeping in my prayers. Um, so the first thing I have is uh, I want to welcome our co-host on today, Clayton, who is the first person to co-host an episode with me. So I'm excited for that. And second off, before I ask you, of course, what uh, your flight was like to space, which was about a month ago, a little over a month ago, like 35 days ago or something like that. Um, for some of us who might not know who you are, you've done a lot with the space world. You've launched stuff onto rockets and things like that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lifelong space fan. I've always wanted to go to space. Um, you know, uh, I think maybe we talked about this a little bit on the last time we chatted, but um, you know, I tried to you know join the Air Force when I was 17 and I found out I was colorblind. So I... Um, you know, didn't get to sort of go on the traditional sort of career path of like joining the Air Force and then going to NASA. So I ended up becoming a scientist. Um, I, then I ended up working at NASA as a scientist and, and an engineer for a number of years, designing spacecraft. Um, and then I had a startup company called Planet Labs, which is still doing really well. Um, we just had the uh, slightly late 10th anniversary dinner for, the, for that company last night. Um, and then uh, now I do a lot of investing in space as well. Um, I help uh, I help an investment fund here in Silicon Valley make investments in aerospace and and other deep tech space and and science disciplines. That's awesome. Um, and, and you've been on just about every rocket. If you don't mind, just giving our guests a quick overview. What are some of the things that you have launched them on? Some of the rocket companies that you've gone through. Well, here's yeah, so what at NASA and then at Planet uh, we've launched on almost every type of rocket that you can buy, except perhaps the Chinese ones, which are not available to US um, companies. Um, so we've launched, you know, in the US on SpaceX, on Antares, um, launched on, um, we've launched things to the space station um, and had satellites deployed off the space station. We've launched in India on PSLV, Japan on H2A. Um, we've launched on the NEPA and Soyuz in Russia. Um, I think we've been on an Ariane rocket as well, then Rocket Lab in New Zealand. So it's kind of like launch bingo. Um, put a satellite on nearly every rocket family there is in the world. Awesome. And I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I'll now get into what it was like when you got to go um, on Blue Origin last month. Would you like to ask the first question that you have? Yeah, so um, basically, like moments before getting into the capsule, what was going through your head? Yeah, you know, so I mentioned all these rockets I've launched and um, the thing I didn't say was of those, I guess, 55 or so launches I've been part of, about 10% um, of them blew up. So like five out of the 55. So those are uncrewed rockets, right? They've got satellites on them. They don't, you know, pay as much attention to them as they do ones that have people on them. But still, you know, rockets aren't airplanes and aren't cars, right? They're not as safe. So right. in the definitely walking in that morning i had a sense of like this is either going to go really well or not well at all right. and there's no, nothing in between and thankfully the flight was a really smooth um and wonderful experience but yeah i was definitely nervous as hell in the morning yeah i can only imagine and the question that i have is um of course you were there training for a few days uh you guys were at least from the photos 
uh, you guys were getting the chance to live in Airstream campers, which I think is just awesome, especially in West Texas, which is uh, not like Houston or Dallas at all. It's a rural part of Texas. What was that experience like training? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. So they've kind of recreated a little bit of like the, the Cape Canaveral kind of vibe with the Airstream trailers and they're all in a circle like wagons um, and we have a campfire in the middle. Um, so, you know, it's definitely not five star hotel type stuff, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool though. And, um, I feel like there's a real spirit and energy in the place. Um, so yeah, when you're training, it's long days of doing the training and doing simulations of the space flight and then, you know, come back and sit around the fire and chat and bond with the teammates. And we all had our families there as well. So, uh, it was nice to, to meet everyone else's plus ones and guests and, and you know some of the the staff at Blue Origin, so it's like a real family vibe. It's kind of like camping, but space camping. <laughs> um, and just another one that I have a question about is, what would you say was the hardest thing while you were in training uh, that you did or, or had to complete? Oh, good question. Um, the definitely the most important thing was um, buckling up your seatbelt, uh, which is not that easy. So when you're in zero gravity, there's a bit of an art to getting back into your seat. In fact, when I first got into space and I undid my seatbelt, the foam in the seat had enough pressure to push me out into the capsule. I just floated out of my chair. I didn't do anything. I was just suddenly like a spring pushed out in, in, into, in, you can imagine just floating just out of my chair. Um, and so when you think about the reverse, how do you get back in your chair when you're in zero gravity? Because you don't, fall down normally in a normal chair in gravity you just bend your knees and your butt falls down right and the chair catches you doesn't work in space and so when the flight is returning it's really important we're back in our seat um, before we re-enter the atmosphere because we pull about five and a half g's on the way down so you've got about a minute to get in your seat and you've got to get it right and you got to get buckled up and everything so we that was probably the most important thing we trained was um the, the magic art of getting into a chair in zero gravity um, it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and that's good to know in case I ever go on a space flight one day. Um, would you like to ask another question? Yeah, so what was it like pulling 5Gs? I mean, I, I mean, how did your body react to something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so on the way up, it's not too bad. It's about two and a half. But coming down, when you hit the atmosphere, then you suddenly hit this really dense air. And the whole thing starts shaking and um, and like my skin was pulled back on my face really tight. Um, and uh, I remember like my feeling my jaw was like squished back on my throat. And I think all four of us were just kind of either screaming or like yelling, going, ah. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's not really like a roller coaster. It's more like if you were in a drag racer or, you know, you know, being a passenger on a fighter jet and they were just you know, flying really fast. It's sort of like this sustained high energy thing for like 30 seconds. And uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, a lot of fun. unbelievable feeling. Yeah. What would you say is um, the best thing that you got to do while you, was in, while you were in space? Was it getting to see the view, uh, being weightless? Or of course, there was different things that were floating around and being like, wow, I'm in space. Like everything around me is floating around. What would you say was the best thing while you were in space? I definitely, I, I there were a bunch of highlights. One was I, I took a bunch of things up in my pocket that had personal meaning. And um, one was a little 3D printed model of some of the satellites I've launched. 
And so I actually floated that in the capsule and it was pretty cool watching this 3D printed model of a satellite just floating like it was actually in space. Um, that was really cool. Um, and then I wasn't, I think you and I talked about what I wanted to do with my time and before I went and I was thinking that I should just look out of the window. But once I floated out of my seat, I did all these flips and spins because it was just so much fun. And um, so I did a whole bunch of flips and spins and um, and then floated upside down to look out of the window at the view. But yeah, those are probably the, the, the two most cool things I thought. Interesting. And um, what was it then like coming back down uh, and those parachutes just come out? I was actually watching it live. I was on fall break, so I was watching the entire flight um, on blueurchin.com. What was that like? You know, once you see ground and knowing like just a few minutes ago, you were literally in space floating around. What is that like? Well, you know, you even though you've hit the atmosphere and you're starting to reach terminal velocity, you're still going pretty fast. And then, um, so they pull out these drug shoots first, which are smaller ones that they release. Um, because the big ones would break. You're going so fast, the big parachutes would just rip off if you, um, if you release them early. So they pop these smaller ones out first called drogue shoots. And those um, slow down a little bit of the speed to make it safe to deploy the big ones. So you hear these, um, they use um, actual pyrotechnics to pop them open just to guarantee that they actually go out. So that these basically like a little like dynamite charge goes boom, boom, boom. And they release the hatches and push the chutes out. Um, and so you just hear almost like a bomb going off, resonating in the capsule kind of sound. Um, and then the shoots pop out and then suddenly boom, you feel the, the, the things grab. Um, and, and so it's pretty dynamic, like from the whole experience between the drogues and the real shoots coming out and hitting the atmosphere, there's a lot of like events going on in about a three minute period that are all pretty exciting and, and nail biting. But I was really, actually, that was another place where I was really nervous. I was like, if we crash into the desert hard with the parachutes, we'll be fine. But if we don't have the parachutes, we're going to be in trouble. So I remember being very, very relieved when I heard the main parachutes open. <laughs> so stepping out of the Blue Origin, I mean, did you, how did you feel? Did you feel lightheaded, sick? Or what, what uh, yeah, no, it felt pretty normal. Um, I think we're all really hyped up on adrenaline. Um, so we're all a bit jazzed and excited. Um, and then, you know, I think the view was pretty, I remember William Shatner was, was tearing up, um, and, you know, he, it was such a moving thing. And he, you know, once we saw that he was crying, I think we all started crying. Um, so we all had tears down our face and when they opened the hatch for us to step out, we actually decided to wait a minute and all have a big group hug, um, before we left just to connect and sort of celebrate the, the magic of what we, we'd done together. Interesting. Um, what would you say is, um, so after you got out, what was it like knowing that like literally, you know, all the people that you love were down here when you were up there. What is that experience? What was that experience like for you knowing like, hey, I'm up here. There's a few other people in the space station, but everybody else I love is down there. What was that thought like? Well, I think um, the passengers didn't really think about that because they were tied up, um, uh, you know, just we were all doing the thing that we had to do. But on the ground, I think the people on the ground had a, lived a very different experience. Um, and so, you know, there's a great photo of, um, of uh, my girlfriend and Glenn's girlfriend, Leah, um, standing on a stage with uh, Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend. 
and um, Lauren is squeezing both of their hands, like 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 literally, they're so nervous, they're crushing her hand, holding on, and they've got their hands over their mouth, watching because they didn't have the information we had. We're in the capsule, we can see everything's going smoothly, but all on the ground, all they see is a rocket go up and disappear out of sight, and um, they were really nervous um, and and anxious until we came down safely. Um, and so, yeah, it was funny, the two different tracks we were on, where we were all having fun and, and uh, they're just terrified we're going to die. <laughs> so. Would you like to uh, close with a question? Yeah, so, I mean, was looking, looking out in space, was it, was it very peaceful? Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was better than the pictures because you know if you look at a picture it just kind of looks like you know there's a blue gradient of the atmosphere and and the you know, black space and then then the earth but up there it was really vibrant like the lighting was so bright because the sun without the atmosphere is, the sun is really really bright and um and just seeing the whole earth glowing almost like it looked like to me like a giant sapphire just glowing with the bright light coming through the atmosphere and and it was very calm, obviously, but somehow energetic, like that there was an energy in the atmosphere and, and just how bright it was. No picture or video could ever do justice to what it looks like with your own eyes. It's it just really, really bright and really, really blue. Um, probably the bluest, brightest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. So in those couple of minutes that you were floating up there, uh, was it was it pretty loud or I mean was everything just silent when you guys were just... oh they actually turn everything off so when you're up there um, they even turn off the fans on the AC in the capsule um, just so that we can enjoy the peace of everything that's just happening out there so yeah it's it's for that four or so minutes it's pretty pretty blissful and quiet and awesome. um, in contrast to how loud it gets when you re-enter and actually one of the cool things is you go from space where you know no one can hear you scream in space right so mm -hmm. it's silent and there's no sounds outside and then as you start falling back down you get to the beginning of the atmosphere and you can start to hear a wind whistle past the capsule a really faint wind and that's when we're hopefully already uh, buckled up back in our seat um and then suddenly that wind um you hit the thicker part of the atmosphere and then the capsule just goes crunch into that 5G deceleration and then it gets really loud um, and then there's a lot happening but it was kind of cool I really enjoyed hearing that first part of the wind whistling past the window as we started to re-enter. Wow. That's really awesome. Well first off I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Um, of course I we did an Instagram live before sort of a part one uh, before you went up, and I remember what that was like, and now, of course, we did part two, what it's like returning back from Earth. Um, I appreciate you coming on my show. Do you have any advice for young people who might want to go to space one day, like yourself? Well, I mean, the best bit of news is I think it's going to be possible. I think anyone your age who reasonably, you know, wants to go and is willing to be patient, you'll be able to go, uh, for sure. Um, so, you know, um, either get involved in the space industry that's the best way to, to do something meaningful um you know you know finish school and and find a way that you can contribute as you know a scientist or an engineer or a program manager or a developer um you know space what's what i think is cool about space in the future is it's going to need all disciplines right we'll probably have astro dentists astro doctors astro lawyers astro builders you know astro plumbers so I think, you know, there's a role for all of you to do whatever you, whoever you want to be, um, you can do it in space in the future. 
Um, so just, just roll up your sleeves and get involved. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show today. And I'd like to also thank my co-host today, Clayton. Um, And have a great rest of your week. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Clayton. Lovely to connect again and and see you in space one day, I hope. (laughs) Thank you.